Welcome back to Operatory 9. This is season two. Um, it's been a long break between seasons. In fact, we even got together for a season two first podcast that got interrupted by a pickleball game. Yeah. And we never, we weren't <laughs> we able never to got, do anything. Never got back to it. <laughs> no, no. We got into it and then like all sorts of people showed up for a um, quarantine not approved pickleball match. And here we are now with the official comeback. And this episode we are titling, well, I titled it, so you guys are stuck with it, the Corona Comeback. So speaking of the comeback, um, today I went to Taos to work in the OR. And years ago, when I was first starting the practice here in New Mexico, I was very bored, not busy. I went to um, Taos just to visit the dentists up there and see if people would start referring to me. And one of the offices I went to, um, was a local GP office, and I asked them, "Hey, would you refer to me?" And they said, "Sure, but you'll have to you'll have to treat Medicaid." And I was like, "Sure, I'll do that." And they said, "Great." And by the way, will you come do cases at our hospital? Again, I was like, "Sure." So we walked. So the dentist. This is a small town, right? So the dentist walks me over to the hospital. We go into the hospital, and we sit down with the CEO right there. Right there. We're like, hey, I want to do dental cases here, and here's a dentist from the community saying that we need him. And the guy was like, sure, man. Uh, tell us what we need to do to set it up. So we set it up. We did surgery, blah, blah, blah. So I went back to check on this dentist who's a little bit older and has had some health issues, and I wondered how things were going during corona. And I had, for reasons I'll get into shortly, I had tons of free time at the hospital today. <laughs> so I went over to the office. So I come in. The whole that- front desk is sealed <laughs> off in plastic, Okay. And I was like, hey, guys. And, they, you know, they kind of recognized me. And like, oh, Dr. Hendricks, hey, what's up? And we talked for a minute. And it was, first of all, it was super awkward. When you visit another dentist, it is super awkward when the staff know you, but they don't really invite you in. Yeah. Like, I'm like, are you going to invite me in the back? Am I going to stand in the waiting room the whole time? I stood in the waiting room for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, and they're like, oh, did you want to see the doctor? I'm like, yes. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if she's available. I'm not coming waiting there with their patients. I've just been standing there. And I was like, she's not available. Okay. She's like, yeah, well, it's isolation Wednesday. I was like, wait, what? Isolation Wednesday? What is this? And so they took me to the back finally. And I waited there another 15, 20 minutes, and the doctor comes out. And she comes out. She's in full disposable PPE, tears it all off except for the masks, you know. And she's like, oh, oh, you caught me on a rough day. It's it's isolation Wednesdays for us. Because <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I was like, yeah, I see you've got your operatories curtained off. This is like – like adult open bay, I guess you would call it, right? Because they have like sure, three like four ops. They're facing the wall, but the space behind them is wide open. Yes, partition. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is the only day we use high speeds. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You only use the high One speed? Day One day a week? It's the high speed. I was like, what are you doing the other day? She's like, oh, just my low speed work. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, 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 what can you like – like differentiation between when right. you're going to use a high speed and when you're going to use a low right, speed. You're going you're, yeah, you're to schedule this. Hey, I scheduled this and it's low speed versus high speed. Oh, yeah, this is just low speeds for this. Like what's the last time you actually cut a cavity with only a low speed successfully? We're going to need a three-hour low speed appointment for this. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Pretty high speed. I hope she doesn't differentiate between the treatments. It's just that's the only day she's allowed to use a high speed. <laughs> All the time it's like, like Hulk Crown on A and J, slow speed only. You're like, oh. okay. Well, well the no, other thing, is... I hope that they they take into consideration the emergencies because what if you have an emergency? Right. Oh right. gosh, this is not Sorry. isolation Wednesday. We, you know what? This it's, is going to take a long speed. time. I know. I know we're going to need to endo access this molar. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> It would be, it would be horrendous. So anyway, isolation Wednesday went down, and she was like, "Yeah, this is the day I schedule like big operatives and crowns and stuff." I was like, "Okay." Anyway, so we were talking about some of the dentists 
I know. She doesn't have a lot of, you know, it's a small town. They don't have a lot of contact with the outside world. But I know a few dentists whose <laughs> office has been shut down for corona reasons. And I was just mm-hmm. talking about that. And I was like, hey, you know what? You got to be careful. Don't let your staff share the lunchroom because that's one of the things that got a friend of ours who we all know here who had his office shut down. It was the staff were all sharing the lunchroom and one of the girls got positive and they shut it down. So I was giving her some tips and, you know, and there's some debate about this, but it looks like you probably have to pay your staff their wages um, while you're shut down for Corona. So that's two weeks of wages with zero production, which is, would be a big deal for anybody. And Wednesdays to pay that back. Dude, a lot of Wednesdays. A lot of isolation Wednesdays. So this dentist turns to me and says, I can't do that. If I have to shut down, she she goes, I'll just close I'll just close down the practice. Like done forever. I was like, Oh, really? She and she's like, Yeah, I mean, there's no how am I I mean, how would I pay that? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I mean, it's so hard to work now. I haven't been paying myself since we came back. Oh and I'm like, wait. You're like, you got to start working more than one day a week. You're yeah. gonna have to. You're gonna have to bust out the isolation, which was crazy to me because this other dentist who I was talking to, who's shut down, told me he had had the best four months of his career since coming out of Corona. <laughs> and I would argue that many offices have done very well since yeah. coming yeah. out of shutdown. We've we've done well. I, it's probably not the best four months we've ever had, but they haven't been the worst. They've been pretty solid, um, and. Certainly, it should be enough that you can pay yourself. So you're working yeah. for free. I mean, I understand Corona safety. So they were also the other thing they Chris, were doing. Not only that, did you didn't did you get to the point of how many ops she's doing in between? Like how? Oh, that's yeah. So that was the next thing. She goes, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so hard to get anything done when you have to wait two and a half hours between treatments in a room. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> two and a half hours where is she getting her information she's she said she said i mean the science she said nuts the nuts on facebook (laughs) she's browsing the pedo forum and taking the craziest stuff oh my god can't she just string crystals in the room and call it dude i was like i told her i was like you should get a fogger or something because this is not working for you and she was like Oh, oh, I don't, you know, we open the window and we run the AC system. So we create negative pressure out the windows and then we open up the vent into the isolation rooms. And in theory, they're pulling the whole air out. And she's like, so we have to wait two and a half hours. So she's got like two or three ops maybe. And, well, and they're running two and a half every, hours it, between appointments. Every, That's every day insane. except for Wednesday, by the time they get done with the appointment, that, that next room is do. available. There's nothing you can. I mean, it's you're waiting two and a half hours. I'm done with my op. I did my That's DO. Slow speed. Oh yeah, I mean, we. I mean, you figure. So it was a good example of what to me has so far been the most unproductive comeback I've seen anywhere. Right. And I know Rick. Kelly mentioned the pedo forums. <laughs> there, the some of the things out there have been Weird. ridiculous. Absolutely. Like the salad bowl, the like inverted salad bowl that you put over the kid's head, or like the um, well, in the wearing comments, like a plague man. No, in, in the comments they said no. We just we asked for them at uh, Olive Garden, and they'll give them to us. <laughs> I like that's what I mean. That's what it looks put like. Put them over the patient's head, and you've got a nice isolation. And, then, yeah. and the assistant can eat breadsticks. <laughs> what if we? What if we? A huge gas mask, and he saran wrapped every inch of the yeah. operating Oh yes. Like spaceship type capsule <laughs> out of yes. Tupperware boxes. Yeah. It almost looks like what we pr- we have pranked one of our uh, previous <laughs> dental uh, yeah. dentists oh, man. inside yeah. of the room. Yes. Yeah, when we did the uh, when we saran wrapped his entire desk, that was fantastic. Everything. I think that was ultimately. I think- I think he's still angry. I think Jason <laughs> Sarandrup individual typodont teeth and then back oh. into the typodont. And then the entire typodont. I mean, of, it was an absolute work of art, that saran wrap job. It was incredible. I mean, you guys saw like maybe on the interwebs, you guys saw the Flaming Lips did that concert and they had everybody in those like giant plastic Bubble balls. Suits. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm imagining that's, that's something some they would do anyway. Do their dentistry. I mean, the flame. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But have you ever been in one of those bubble suits? Not to get too far off topic, but <laughs> we rented that. bubble suits, which is, first of all, totally disgusting. We <laughs> rented bubble suits when we were in Breckenridge for the kids to play. And yeah, we I'm sent them out on the clarified it wasn't for our office. You no, no. Down the hill. <laughs> Dude, we, no, we sent them out on a lake, okay? We sent them out on this little pond, really. They went on mm-hmm. the pond running around in these giant inflated bubbles. They're just rebreathing their own air the whole time. <laughs> At some point. Until they pass out. From- yes. That's right. <laughs> and the inside, the inside starts totally fogging. So the kids are running around and they're fogging. Pretty soon you can't even see the kids. They're just these like mushy color fog balls floating around the lake. And I'm thinking, are they going to pass out and just be floating out there? Like what, are, what do we do? Anyway, yeah, no one's going to know. Yeah. We got them back and you bust open that zipper and the kids are like, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) so I was, I mean, so I'm looking at this flaming lips concert and I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like it, maybe if they got through one song, one song, there's no way you go through a concert in a bubble suit and there's no way you're doing dentistry in a salad bowl. And it costs you so much to pay the employees and to do all that. If you're not making oh. any money at all, then you're you shouldn't be open. Well, this is funny because the ADA just put out like in their newsletter was showing that the risks to dentists of getting COVID is lower than healthcare workers in general, and compared to the general population, it's quite low. It's basically debunking the early concerns that dentists would necessarily have um, a super high risk of getting corona because we're working with. Yeah open faces and aerosols and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we were predicted to be the worst and we've proven ourselves to be probably the best. And so I was having this conversation with this dentist. I'm like, look, and and she was aware of these articles. She's like, yeah, yeah, we're like, we're doing really good. And I'm like, yeah, you're really overkilling it. You got to (laughs) figure that that ADA statistic includes like, these isolation Wednesdays are really killing it. This is is why we're doing it. I mean, isolation (laughs) Wednesdays are good. You certainly have some practices where – like think of this friend of ours who got shut down. I don't, I don't know what all they're doing, but it sounded to me like they were basically just wearing N95s for restorative and doing their thing. Hmm. And you know, I think there's a lot of practices that are on one end doing almost nothing. And certainly in some states, I would guess like maybe in some Midwest states or – maybe Texas or I don't know, some like really like red states, I would guess that the restrictions are probably pretty light on what a dentist has to do to comply with Department of Health order. Um, And so the statistics count for people probably doing nothing and people doing isolation Wednesdays. And it's probably best (laughs) to land in the middle, but you got to make it a money to pay yourself. I mean, you've done what, four months without paying yourself? That practice is not viable, and you're all and you're losing money every single day of it because yeah, you're I mean, what's, continuing to operate. You're continuing to operate. Like well, who does not, a job? You're not operating free? those two and a half well, hours. Yeah. Oh, but how boring too! Like, what would you do all day? Oh, yeah, seriously, so boring. Yeah. yeah. Um. The oh, it, was, it reminded me of something I was going to say, and I totally, totally spaced it, but. Wow. Fair enough. I was going to say for the listeners, we have had a Corona staff member in our office who picked it up in the community. We survived it. We had the, you know, the rapid response team and everybody called us out. We got lucky in that our policies were decent. Now what community was it? It wasn't our community. I mean, it was Juarez. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) And we we really shamed her good. Yeah, we did. We, yeah, made sure that nobody else wanted to get it. <laughs> That's I need sure. you to wear this on your forehead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was the corona, it was like the scarlet oh, letter. She's got a big C stitched yeah. onto her gown at work now. <laughs> she had corona. You don't want her existing. She has the black dog. Shame. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we were. Okay, so – but the okay, so that re, so we'll get back to why I was in I was in Taos. I had one case today. Okay, I did one case. Normally we would book six, um, but the problem we're having with the ORs is that there's preoperative COVID testing required, 
and a lot of parents are choosing not to have their kids tested. So, and this is a problem I have coming up on Friday. I was, I'm in the OR again and was supposed to actually do a handful of cases. It looks like it'll just be a few because several parents opted out of the COVID test. And then the last possible day for the COVID test was Tuesday, which was a blizzard. <laughs> and so, and the roads truly were bad. And so a bunch of parents skipped them. So now they can't have surgery on Friday because they missed their COVID test yeah. window. Now they have to wait and they for can't, four months. Yeah, they can't get a new appointment yeah. for four months. Yeah, they can't yeah. get a new appointment for four months. And we're getting ready. You know, a big weakness for us in New Mexico is our reliance on the ORs for, you know, deep anesthesia on kids. But um, as the COVID cases are t- upward ticking, they're preparing extra spaces to take over for COVID patients and mm-hmm. – and they're also, you know, if they decide for whatever reason to restrict surgery, we're always the first to go as the yeah, community yeah. providers that earn them the least amount of money. You know, we're the first to go. So we're the, holy cr- the hospital, yeah, yeah, the hospital is at today. Um, their problem is they had a water leak in one of the operating rooms a while back, which they found out led to mold in the floors. <laughs> and so they had to rip out the floor of the OR. In their sterile meant- rooms. Yes, so they yeah, so they re- sterile room. They are very sterile. So they reduced it down to two ORs. Well, the orthopedic surgeon was there today, doing using two rooms for his cases, so he could jump back and forth. Which meant, of course, the dental cases had no room. I got an email that the floors were being changed last week, and I figured, well, they haven't told me my cases are canceled or changed, so no news is good news. Well, that changed yesterday when I got a call from the biomed guy. And he was like, so, hey, man, um, we got a problem. We're moving you to the end, to the endoscopy room, which is great because it's not a sterile room, which was awesome. No, um, I don't mind operating and it has sterile. Yeah, we don't need sterile. It's great. It was the square footage of my kitchen table, so it was a little tight. <laughs> the other issue was he was like, so we have everything we need except we don't have wall nitrogen. And if you guys listening Which, don't know, it, usually in an operating room, you can use a dental unit that's powered off the wall nitrogen, which powers the orthopedic drills and whatever else. You just tap yeah. into the wall and you're good. Well, this room doesn't have it. So they're like, we need to rig a system to get a nitro- a freestanding nitrogen tank connected to your dental machine. Or you and could just goes, get a dental machine from the 1800s that has the pedal mechanism. <laughs> you like know a what? Sewing machine. Crank it the whole way. It's only That's one right. On. If I could find a subhuman to turn <laughs> to like pedal it for me, I'd be okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, this day and age, it's hard yeah. to find a subhuman. That's so like the weird episode. Where you, yes, Chris, right? Chris has like a pencil, a straw, and some lint, and he's got to hook up this system. Oh my gosh. Basically, they found a tank. Okay, they got a tank, and they said, we got to get this thing connected. The guy says, how much pressure can your dental machine handle? I'm like, oh, I don't know, about 100 PSI. He's like, oh, well, this tank's going to give you 1,500 PSI. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> I was like, I could really cut some teeth fast with that. But Too bad I only I'm, have one case today. Yeah, I just have one case. That's how they do Isolation Wednesday. They do yes, a, a at 1,500 PSI. Oh, my gosh. So, he's, so they go on this mad search to find a downed regulator for a nitrous tank. And I'm like, well, I know like a hull drill for like an OMS hull drill is usually just run straight off a tank. So – and that's the way we did it at my residency is the hall drill was like on this portable tank. You just roll around. So I knew it could happen. And I was like, okay, well, we just need to connect it. And the guy, the biomed guy is like, yeah, dude, I'll get a down, a down regulator. So he goes on a wild goose chase to get a regulator, which resulted in one of the hospital dudes driving to Santa Fe yesterday from Taos. Mind you, in the blizzard, he got the one in Santa Fe, brings it back to Taos. And they're like, no, this is for the wrong kind of tank. So then the dude gets back in the car, drives to Albuquerque. No way. Gets one in Albuquerque. Gets there oh, so late. That he stays the night in the hotel. How, how many hours yeah, is two this? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. <laughs> so he drives an hour and a half to Santa Fe, gets the wrong regulator, drives an hour and a half back. They're like, this isn't right. Then drives two and a half hours to Albuquerque. He gets a regulator. And they're like, I think this will work. 
Dude, so then he spends the night in Albuquerque and then drives it back first thing in the morning. Now, I could have canceled my cases. <laughs> but, Your case. But, yeah. My yeah. case. Case. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the issue. So it's a blizzard. I call my – we had three We had three patients on there, right? We called the three patients, and we're like, hey, it's a blizzard. Can you still come? And through the of the three cases that were still on there, um, one of them was like, we got like three feet of snow. We can't come, which anybody in New Mexico knows. New Mexico has gotten three feet of snow like once every decade at the top <laughs> of one of the ski hills. But many residents believe that three inches is three feet. So – they probably got they probably got six inches where this person was. I think they're and measuring like, the mounds after they're plowed. Right. Oh, dude. <laughs> she's like this is like the um, seven brides for seven brothers. This woman is in Las Vegas. They're snowed in till spring. So she's like, I can't possibly go to the OR. <laughs> but then the other patient was like, Oh, good. I'm glad you called. I don't really want to come anyway right now. <laughs> so then we can't. So then we canceled two. And then then one of them is like, Absolutely, I'll be there. We need this bad. So we're yeah. like, okay, I got one case. They want it. The hospital's like, well, why don't you just come next week on a day when we have more room? And I was like, because then I have to cancel an entire day of clinic for one OR right. an hour and a half away. Like it's right. it's not to worth see it. I, three patients instead of and the other thing, you know, fifty. Plus. Who knows? Yeah, dude. Who knows when they're going to fix these floors? The floor project has been ongoing for some time. It's I not was like, like we're seeing a patient once every two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I may ha we may have to work in this endo suite, um, which they called the butt hut, by the way. I may have to work in the – everyone, every, the administrators. Oh, you're working in the butt hut today. Yes, I am. So – so they're like, okay, go to the, go to the butt hut. I, I'm like, I may need to use the butt hut. So I, and I had nothing else going today. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this work. So I kind of pressured him like, oh, I really need to treat this case. So the dude spends the night in Albuquerque, drives it in in the morning. I get there in the morning and they're like, okay, well, we're still waiting on the regulator. I guess that guy was coming up from Albuquerque or something. Anyway, the regulator gets there. The kid gets there. And I show up, and I had the picture of it, and I say, hey, are we good to go? And they're like, the regulator's good, but we need some way to connect the <laughs> nitrogen cable to it. They won't connect. I was like, okay. Oh, the, the nitrogen cable, yeah. Yes. So okay. I so the guy, I said to the guy, okay, some um, duct what, do tape? To, what do we need to do? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, someone needs to go to the hardware store and see if we can find something. Someone. So – I had just been visiting this – with my ample free time, I was visiting this isolation Wednesday's dentist. I was like, hey, I'm still in my street clothes. You want me to go? They're like, yeah. So they hand me this cable and nitrogen regulator, and I hop in my car, and I blaze over to the hardware store. Mind you, small-town hardware store. I'm like, okay, guys. I walk in, and they're like, can we help you? And I'm like, I need to connect these. And this dude looks at me, oh, man. No, we don't have anything like that. No. I'm like, we have to go to oh. Albuquerque. Was, yeah, he, seriously. He was like, he's like, this regulator. He's like, are you making a torch? I'm, like, I'm not making a torch. I was like, this is for a nitrogen tank. I hope I'm not making a torch. Yeah, seriously. Well, he's kind like, of, kind of. We yeah, are why? using oxygen. I mean, and, fire and safety flint. risk too. Yes. I yes. would say so. Is that throat pack really wet? <laughs> I don't want to be the next intraoral fire. They've yeah. happened, right? So I was like, so he takes me to some pipe fittings, and he's like, here, look at these, and none of them are right. And he's like, we don't have anything for this. And I'm like, man, this is a crappy pipe fitting section. But I find a plastic one that's the right size. It's just the wrong threading. And I'm like, look, if I screw this thing in with a wrench. It's going to fit. You know, it's going to rethread on them because it's brass fittings on the regulator. So, he is my but then I got to, he is my guy. So then I'm, I, then I'm like, okay, right, right. I'm like, I can't connect it to the nitrogen, but what if I direct connect to the dental machine? So I call the dude and the dental machine has like this oxygen or the nitrogen or air cable that's just like a quarter inch plastic flexible cable i'm like i'm gonna splice into this and make it work so the guy doesn't want to help me because he thinks i'm making a torch and i'm gonna blow up he says like five times like don't don't kill yourself don't blow up i'm like i'm not blowing up i was like i'm just trying to drive an air driven machine with this 
And he's like, If you had gone in there with your scrubs, they would have believed you. Instead of street clothes. At the very end, you should have been like, oh, thank you so much. I really needed this stuff to build that torch. I mean, uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, so I call the biomed guy and I'm like, hey, dude. fireproof, right? (laughs) I need need the air cable off my dental machine. Not this, you know, crazy hospital wall nitrogen cable. He's like, oh, I should have sent you with that. I was like, okay, I'll come get it. He's like, no, no, I'll come to you. I'm like, okay. So then I wait. I kid you not, dude. It's like ten. It's like ten minutes away. No, not ten minutes. Ten minutes walking on my bike. I could do it in under ten. It's probably like two minutes in my Audi. It. This guy's minivan takes him like thirty minutes to get there. <laughs> he shows up. He parks. He's like totally out of sorts. Like I guess the hospital's like raining down on him for not getting it right. He parks halfway in a spot. Like he pulls in halfway. The half end of his van is sticking out into the into the driving lane yeah i'm like what is wrong with this guy he comes in and he looks at me he goes dude they had a nitrogen regulator here i was like yeah i thought he was like playing with me he's like for real this whole time they've had this here i was like this is the nitrogen regulator you gave me he's like (laughs) oh crap (laughs) so i'm like we're gonna splice this together and do this case right now and he was like, because meanwhile, the kid shows up. So the kid's there. They're in pre-op yeah. waiting. What time so is this thing, right now? It's like it, the kids was supposed was scheduled for 1030, and it's probably 1030, and I'm in the Ace Hardware. Hardware store. Meanwhile, okay. they're doing the idiocracy scene where it's like, this one goes in your mouth. This one, <laughs> this one, this one goes in your butt. And this Dude, one, no, you no, know what? Sorry, the wrong idiocracy one. <laughs> is Jason's most quoted movie I've never seen. So <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So I'm like, I'm like, look, they don't have a fitting for this. So he's like, all right, let's go find some hose clamps and some hose and we're going to rig this. So we go walking over and so we're walking over the biomed guy looks over and sees a whole bunch of like brass, like pipe fittings and connectors. He goes, did you check here? And I'm like, no, the dude took me to another part of the store. He's like, we should check these. We spend like five minutes. We find the perfect brass fitting. I mean, it's not even. It goes from being like a plan to rig like thirty hoses together to oh, here's the fitting. It screws right into one side, screws into the other. The problem is, it gets stuck, and I can't get it undone to go buy it. So then we have to go. He's like, dude, I'm just gonna get a wrench. So then he grabs a wrench. This is the best part. So he's like, I'm just getting this wrench. That way, that way we have everything we 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 need when we get to the hospital. We don't have to find their tools. I'm like, okay, great. We go up to check out. He looks at me like, like Jason looks at me at lunch. You're buying, right? <laughs> Dude, so where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Yeah, I, I, I seriously, I bust out my credit card and I bought. Does he slide in a candy bar too? Dude, seriously. And this. And, this. And, and, and I bought this guy a wrench. So I buy him a wrench. I buy a, I buy the fitting for me. It's like 30 bucks. We got this stuff. We, And I'm like, all right, let's get back to the hospital. I walk out. I see how bad he parked. It's unbelievable. I hop in my car. I drive over there. I'm like in the room, and he's still not there. I'm like, where the hell is this guy? He finally shows up. And he comes in, and I, I pieced it all together. And it it's leaking like crazy, but it appears to be working. And we're just missing uh, the crescent wrench we bought was too small for the to connect the regulator to the nitrogen tank. So we have to wait around. They find a wrench, and they connect it. And I kid you not, the thing works amazing. Now he now, was I'm probably su- late because he went to go get reimbursed for what you bought. So like fill out the reimbursement for it so that you could. Oh, you oh could totally. Get- He's like. Uh, <laughs> Dude, can I have that receipt? I, so like, <laughs> I, bought, I bought this. I bought this. Can I get it in person? Seriously. No, he was smoking, man. He smelled terrible. So he went to have a smoke to chill. So we get the thing connected, and I still don't know if it's going to cut teeth. Meanwhile, I haven't checked the treatment plan on the girl. So I'm like, I'm like I should check this treatment plan. So I open up the computer. I check the treatment plan. Every it is treatment plan for crowns on every tooth. single tooth. And I'm like, 20, 20, man. 20, 20 crowns. Uh, yes. I'm like, th- I'm like, this thing had better cut. Man, I, I mean, should have just like it, it up was going the, to. 
you should have just looked at the treatments plan and said, no, I think we'll keep it at the 1500 yeah. PSI. Seriously. <laughs> what was funny was the dentist from Isolation Wednesday. So it's like, well, hey, if they're having trouble, just bring her on over here and treat her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like there's a reason she's in the OR. We're 120 crowns. Right, okay. In your We're isolation. I've got the. The butt hut is getting busy. So I took a 330. <laughs> that and is I the quote drilled. of the day. That is the quote of the day. The butt hut is getting busy. <laughs> so to test it, I take a 330. Yeah. Right? I carve my – I start carving like my initials into this wrench that I bought with the 330 <laughs> to make sure that – my, um, my drill works. And now this guy will know who bought his wrench, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I think this thing works. Anyway, so we get the kid in there, and I'll cut to the chase. The drill was amazing. It, I mean, it was like – I mean, the hand pieces we're using were old hand pieces stolen from the military by a dentist we had employed in the past <laughs> who tr who traded them to me for some easy pedo crowns when he left the when he left the practice. So these drills are ancient. You know, they have built-in um, couplers, so you just – you screw them onto the hose, and they go. But they keep on surviving, but they're probably the equivalent to, I don't know, driving like a Honda Civic or like something, dude. You know, they, yeah, they, they get yeah, – yeah, yes, it's probably like Kelly's 914 Porsche. It You're like, yeah, this looks like a drill, and it sounds like one, <laughs> but it moves really slow. Well – not Direct today. tap this tank, dude. It was like somebody had dropped like five turbochargers on it. It was wailing. <laughs> yeah. Not only is the the high speed hooked up into there, but the, also the air water. So did you find yeah. that when you pressed the air water, oh, it was like a dude. fire hose? Or it was like... ample. It was ample. Okay. Yeah. Like it was like it was like UHF. It was going, UHF. Yes. <laughs> the kid gets to drink from the fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so get this the butt hut is so small and we don't have an operating table in it right the butt hut is full of endoscopy equipment and crap and there's no place to put it all so everything's just stacked up on top of everything else i mean it was pretty chaotic so we bring the kid in they're like can we treat the kid on the stretcher I'm like sure so we get the stretcher in the anesthesiologist turns the stretcher like perpendicular to the room so she can access the kid to intubate and whatnot. And as soon as she does that, you can't get to the far side of the stretcher. <laughs> All my dental stuff is over there. The only way to get there is to crawl under the stretcher or <laughs> climb over it. But I don't want to climb over it because they're like taping up the IV and doing all this crap. So I got to crawl underneath to get it going. <laughs> And then there's – okay, and then to top it off, there's no overhead light. I get in there, and I realize there's no surgical lighting. And I didn't have a headlamp, and the headlamps that the hospital has were being used by the orthopedic team. Go so I was like – the hardware store. Get a flashlight. Seriously. I was like, do we have a light? light. They're like – While they no, dude, they're like all the rooms and all the operatory lighting. Oh, they have everything. So they're like, hey, you know, we have a we have a portable surgical light. So they roll in this portable surgical light. They plug it in, and – I mean, we're in the butt hut, so urology-themed jokes would be appropriate. It was limp. You pull it up, and so like, we put the thing up, and then it would just drift down again. And pull it up, and it would drift like, down again. Working with the lights in the old St. Francis office. Yes, yes. So ultimately, we set the light, and it was basically leaning on the kid and shining straight at the upper arch, and the lower arch was like dark as night. <laughs> and then – the mayo stand we had in there was wouldn't stretch up above the stretcher, so we had it on the side of the kid, and the dental assistant stood on my right side. So it was totally awkward. So I was behind the patient. Dental assistant was to my right side with the mayo stand. And so I would just kind of like tell her what to do. She couldn't see the mouth at all. Anyway, the case surprisingly went well. Um, we I did not do 20 crowns. I did 16 it turns out the canines were not that decayed. I mean, they weren't decayed at all. They had a little bit of decal right at the gingival margin, but it was nothing. And the other teeth were reasonably clean, and they weren't that bad. So she had some very deep – some deep occlusals on the posterior, and she had some interproximals on very tight contacts on the anterior teeth. But I don't know about you guys, but if I'm cutting a full mouth, 
if you can skip the canine and go four anteriors and then do the posteriors, mm -hmm. the tissue health is way better. Oh, for sure. It's like you basically flap the whole thing when you do the canine. So it turned out case went fine. It was afterwards I was like, hey, we pulled it off. So what time you know, did you finish like, at? Um, we probably started the case around 11. I signed the I signed the consent form at 1130 for the kid. They were probably in the room by noon, and we finished. And the family got there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, 830, 830. But this is – you finish like after an hour after you start or whatever. So if you yeah. figure the family gets there, gets there at like 8, Chris oh, yeah. half the day in the hardware store yes. driving around with this crazy guy in his van, and you get the case done. You're crawling under stuff. You driver this nitrous unit, like all this crap, and you still finish this case faster than some of these pedo forum doctors. That oh, <laughs> thank you, Casey. <laughs> the perfect segue. Yes, I was I was eating fish tacos in my puffy coat on the porch of the Guadalajara Grill during an absolute blizzard. It blizzarded it again <laughs> at the end of the day, and I was out there. You know, I mean, COVID safety, guys, but tacos. So yes, so okay, so you guys. You know what? I'm sorry. I hope that someday this podcast is big enough that people who read the pedo forum and post on it are insulted that we made fun of them. <laughs> but since I don't think we have that big of an international following, no. we're just going to yeah. go ahead not and read into them. Oh my Dude, gosh. Not, the, the pedo forum on Facebook has been so ridiculous lately. This is ridiculous. This kid in the, in the note here, I'm going to, I'll read this out loud. But this is the note that she posts with these four images. Nice case today. Four hours of all the energy. <laughs> Squirrel emoji to bring back smiles as a child. Sparkling heart emoji. It will be a great reset for your life. In the technical part, seven mechanized pulpectomies, parentheses, our apical locator today takes all the credits. I love him. Smiley face emoji and parentheses. Resins crowns with fiber bolt and preformed crowns and then she says pre-enrollments for my mechanized endodontic course are still open at here's the website they really can't miss it period hugs and keep taking care of yourself okay holy crap for where, where to unpack <laughs> dude dude i mean how do you start with this yeah. four hours four what do you do for four hours i mean you I'm, could i'm looking at the x-rays or looking at those photos, yeah, and that mouth could be treated in under an hour easily. Dude, forty-five minutes tops, right? First of all, let's let's criticize the treatment plan. <laughs> As pedo docs, when a kid is this lit, okay, this kid has severe ECC, right? In fact, that one lateral tooth is a freaking stump. So it's you know both those teeth are stump, dude. So she puts fiber bolts in them. Which I'm, you know, a fiber bolt, I guess, is a post for a primary tooth. Mm -hmm. um, I've kind of been of the school of thought, like if the crown won't hang, if the crown needs a post, the tooth comes out. Right. Yeah. Um, whatever. You know what? You want to save a tooth? You're going to put a post in it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but even so, why why did this treatment plan include resins and? crown why was this and when you i don't have the pictures here in this slide of that show the finished product but the finished product the canines were not crowned so she does mm -hmm. ceramic crowns on upper um centrals and laterals she does a crown on tooth what i think is tooth b she does like a pssc on tooth b mm -hmm. and then she does resins on the rest of those on the canines and the posterior teeth. Are you freaking kidding me? Well, I think you need to take into consideration the time it takes to rubber dam and ligate each and every Dude. one. Of oh, good gracious, right? Well, it doesn't and make why? Sort of an Instagram story or a good a good enough marketing imaging for her uh, CE course that she's running if she doesn't show off all of her skills, Chris. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, she's like, look, I know how to do a resin. But to me, I look at this case, I'm like, this case should be a full mouth of crowns. I would crown canine to canine ceramic. I'd put steel on ABIJ, and I would have that. And yeah, do a pull where needed, and that thing would be done in thirty minutes, and that's a finished case. And then, I mean, yeah. come on, four hours. What's funny is in the comments, four one, hours. somebody somebody says four hours. 
four hours is unacceptable. And she just responds, why? And then there's no other comment. I mean, you really, you don't realize that four hours is excessive. No, I mean, come on, four hours of anesthesia. This is not a heart transplant. Well, the, the other interesting thing, I've seen a bunch of these that are in the international uh, pediatric forum, but I think there was a, a case in Texas uh, was like 2016 where like an infant died um, on the surgical table and like during general anesthesia. And as you're reading in there, it says like after the fifth hour of the patient being under general anesthesia. And that's when I stop and I say, wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait, fifth hour? Five hours? What is this dentist doing? Is like, did he take I mean, a lunch break in the middle yeah, of the right. procedure? And Don't like, you think you could teach a dental student who's never cut a tooth how to do a full <laughs> mouth rehab in under four or five hours? <laughs> yes. I mean, easy. You'd be like, okay, yeah. cut this. All right, now cut this. Now cut this. Then it would take you like two hours. You could have that done. Not, not yeah. only oh. is it dangerous, but number two, and not that this is all about the money, but how are you – you want to do what's best for the child in a reasonable amount of time so that you can have what's worth – your right. time is worth it. Yes, your right. time is – I mean yeah, but also, four hours. I mean it's just like – it's such a disservice to the kid to be under anesthesia for that long. You know, it's right. just like so right. bad for them. No, it's totally unhealthy. I mean, come on. And Anytime the you take a, not going to continue to give you time if you're spending no. four hours to do one no. thing. No. Okay, but can we also comment on how absurd it is to do a mechanized pulpectomy on a primary tooth? It's not the stupidest thing you've ever heard of. Why would you do that? It doesn't make any anatomic sense. A primary tooth has so many accessory canals, you can't possibly instrument it to perfection like an adult tooth yes and you kind of have to but in a primary tooth that's going to resorb and what's even better i went to her website to check on her mechanized course um and what's better is because she's spanish speaking um did you get some ce credits it's it's, it's listed as as <laughs> you know the primary teeth the primary teeth are listed as temporary you know they, the word they're using is temporary so yeah. when it reads, it's like mechanized pulpectomy for temporary teeth. You're like, this is so stupid. Like you're going to waste a bunch of time with a rotary instrument, which I think might even be more dangerous. What happens if you blow through? I mean, she's using an apex locator. Again, another ridiculous thing that you don't need. Um, I mean, how accurate is that on a video too? Uh, right. Exactly. And the other resort. thing is yeah. the other – yeah, exactly. The other thing is – the studies on pulpectomy, none of them that I've been aware of are looking at like mechanized treatment, apex no. locators. I don't think there's any evidence that that stuff's any better. Maybe she should do the study and show that her pulpectomies with her no. rotary instruments are better than a couple like brooches twisted right. together and shoved down a canal. And, and even if it is better, who cares? How much better? Right. Dude, you know? thank you. How much better can it be? 90% to 95% then it's not worth my time. But how much more would you have to charge to make it worth your time? Assuming you're you're working in a practice where you can charge for the amount of time you put in, it's not like, you know, you know it's not like a fixed fee type of situation or insurance driven. Like how much more would you have to charge to use all that equipment and all that time? You you really have to charge like a thousand bucks. You got to start charging like real root canal pricing. Somebody's going to pay you a grand to do a root canal on the primary tooth where you could probably do a pulpectomy for, you know, a quarter of that cost or less. And also you could do it in like 30 seconds versus two hours. Or you have to run anyway. an e-course to try and make your money back. Of course, of course she does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, okay. I, we do general anesthesia in the office. The anesthesiologist right. comes to me and we've had really fast anesthesia and we've had, a little bit slower anesthesia. Okay. Regardless of the anesthesia, I book every single case for 60 minutes. Right. And I and I line them up, start at seven seven o'clock, one after another. I usually schedule six or seven cases, and we do one every 60 minutes. That includes all the pre-op time. You know, me doing X-rays, patient care post-op time, turnover time, all of that is built into the 60 minutes. And we stay on schedule basically every every time. And if not, it's because the anesthesia is taking the anesthesiologist is taking longer. 
Right. I just I can't see in any way how you can spend two hours on on a pedo case. And well, the anesthesiologists, no. we talk about this, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we go to." you know, this place or that place. And they always take two and a half hours for every case. And I just don't even understand how it's possible. Well, I think it, it's just, it was a common thing in residency. We would have to like watch and shadow the pediatric dentist in the OR. And it was so painful. I mean, granted, if you feel like rubber dam is really important to, to do during the general anesthesia case, that that's going to take some time. But, but let's I mean, dispute that for a second. Why, yeah, exactly. Why? What is the purpose? What is, what is the pur yeah, thank you. What is the purpose of rubber dam? I mean, oh, I mean, let's let's do let's do this. Not in the OR. What is the purpose of rubber dam? Right? It's isolation mm -hmm. for safety of the patient. Right? It's gonna it reduces the risk of aspiration. And it also provides essentially tongue and cheek retraction. Right? And when you have a tube through your nose, get and it keeps for it dry. You. What, what there's no aspiration you have a throat pack right you, you've, you've packed the throat so and yeah in our case we're using a cuff tube so you're already cuffed up the airway with a cuff tube and you're using a throat packing so with that in mind what then then you got is the point isolation, right keep it dry okay. so you got to keep it dry i can i respect the keeping it dry although i find most kids under anesthesia Oh, they're not salivating very heavy. They're not salivating. You just hold the tissue out of the way. Devil's advocate for a rubber dam even protecting you from aspirating. There's been kids that have died from aspirating vomit underneath a rubber dam because the dentist couldn't right. see it. Because you couldn't see it. Camp back there. Right. So it's like, dude. I think I think in most every case, rubber dam is a antiquated. I shouldn't say antiquated, but it's an old habit developed in a clinic. And then transferred to the operating room by dentists who are like, oh, well, the standard for isolation and protection is rubber dam. Therefore, we're going to do it in this setting. And I think that's why they do it. But I think high-end adult dentistry like rubber dam makes sense to me. I, I think so too because isolate – and I actually don't mind. If I'm having yeah. dental work done, I don't mind having the rubber dam. I kind of like it because it isolates me from – all the spray and tooth crap coming off into right. my mouth. I can kind of swallow at will. I don't mind it, but I just don't think in an operating room and in residency, we used to do it too. And it was a big deal. Like, Oh, let's, let's isolate, you know, two quadrants at the same time. And then, but then again, that slows you down because not only are you wasting time putting on the rubber dam, which is in those pictures, we it saw ends it's up ridiculous. clipped anyway and, and getting broken. Yeah, so, yeah. We would put them on and then cut all the teeth. And then we would take it off and restore them with like the crowns and stuff. You know, I understand. Okay, you, you go, don't. And then you got to go treat the other section. Or maybe you're concerned about the pulpotomy. Like, oh, I don't want the pulpotomy to get contaminated. Um, I personally have not found that to be an issue. Yeah. And that I can, I don't think, I don't think pulpotomy getting contaminated even is even relevant in primary teeth. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't. But anyway, I just think it's absurd, and I think anybody who puts a kid under anesthesia needs to look at big picture and say, this is harmful. There's no question. There's good studies showing that prolonged and, ex and repeated anesthesia exposures in kids have neurological side effects that are not positive. So we're choosing a risk-benefit situation where we're saying, well, there's more benefit in fixing your teeth versus the neurological risks for this anesthesia. Right. And we're, we've decided that it's worth it. Yeah. And if you can do your anesthesia for 30 minutes versus doing your anesthesia for four hours. Right. Then... And honestly, outcomes going to outcomes going to be the exact same. I don't right. I can't imagine a scenario where, oh, well, look how good this turned out because this kid had a rubber dam. It's just, well, it's and ridiculous. The case, they're freaking baby teeth. Like <laughs> Thank you. Temporary. Temporary, temporary teeth. Temporary. Temporary. And buy them time until their new teeth come in. Right. So I was, talking, I was talking with the anesthesiologist, and he was like, yeah, this, this one will take you know two and a half hours to do a case. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I was working with so-and-so, and they take you know 20 minutes to do a case like this. And the dentist's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I do really good work. 
You know, it's like, really? What are the differences in your clinical outcomes? And, and his response was like, yeah, have you ever worked at the hospital with anesthesia? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was just, it just took so long. It was so slow. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's weird. Do you, did you recognize anything that I skipped or that I didn't do a good job on? He's like, did you notice how when you go to the hospital, it takes them 20 minutes to get the IV started and intubate? He's like, and it takes me six He's like, well, maybe they just do better work. I don't know. It's like, it's, like, it's totally irrelevant. You're so like, your true. clinical outcome is going to be so similar, regardless of how much time you're taking. I mean, they're steel caps. You can they're squish them on caps. without even cutting the tooth, and they work. Dude, I mean, that's why everyone's so scared of the hull crown. We talked about this before, right? Yeah. Everyone, it invalidates yeah. what you do, right? Oh, my gosh. I spent all this time removing decay, and somebody can just snap a crown over the top of the tooth and get the same long-term outcome. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I think that's – I mean, there's definitely a dentist in our area who takes excessive times in the OR, and that is the argument that when peop- when, when that dentist is confronted with, hey – the other dentists are a lot faster. The argument is, I'm very thorough. Oh, well, I'm very thorough. Yeah. They do stuff like um, iodine swab out the mouth beforehand. Betadine. And then, yeah, yeah, bite betadine it. And like a lot of stuff that, you know, people have explored in the research, but it hasn't really shown to have significant clinical differences, which is yeah. ridiculous. It does make but, it um, taste a lot a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. imagine? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think some too, like some people are just slow dentists. Period, and yeah. going faster than you should go will make does lead to a worse outcome. Like if the dentist who takes two and a half hours was given a timer and said you have twenty minutes to cut this case, even if they get the fifteen hundred psi dental machine that I had, <laughs> they're not. Get, they're not going to get it done, right? They're yeah. going to. They're just going to fry everything. But there, you know, you have somebody also who can perform that same task in 20 minutes because they're just quicker and they and they probably i mean like in our case you know one of the problems when we came to town was that the hospital was uninterested in dentists because this said slow dentist had soured the 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 anesthesia group and they were like oh they're too slow we don't make any money and so i was really concerned about being fast so i spent a lot of time I actually worked with a CRNA who was a good friend. And I said, what are the things I can cut out? And this person had done a lot of dental. I was like, I need to do these as fast as I possibly can. What are the things that you see me doing that the fast people don't do? And he was like, why are you putting a rubber dam on? Like, what is that thing? And I was like, well, I did it in my residency. It protects, keeps, keeps debris from getting in the airway. He was like, you don't need that. I was like, but don't you get a bunch of crud back there? He's like, isn't that what the throw pack is for? I was like, yeah, but doesn't it get so dirty? He's like, if your throw pack is so insufficient that this matters, you need a better throw pack. And then he goes, but honestly, I don't even care that much about your throw pack. He's like, I'm using a cuff tube. I'm going to suction out the mouth when I'm done anyway. And I was just like, light bulb. Like, oh, <laughs> Let's why am I running this third layer of isolation that has that serves no purpose? So I cut it out. And you know, we went through and then – that started me on the journey of that step-by-step um, audit, like self-audit of like, how do I more efficiently accomplish this task? And then those things, they pay off in the clinic as well, right? I mean, a kid is like working on a stick of dynamite that you lit, but you don't know how long the fuse is. Right. Yeah. The fuse could be 20 feet. You could have all day to do everything. Or the fuse could be two inches. Yeah. And that kid's going to blow behaviorally. I mean, getting it done quick yeah. is a benefit in peds, I think. Well, and that's what surprises me so much about like if it takes you two and a half hours to do this when the kid is totally asleep. How long does it take you when they're awake? How are you doing when they're moving? They're taking forever. Class two should take you five minutes to prep and fill. (laughs) And everything else is like the preparing, the getting the patient right, all that stuff. Like the actual dentistry cutting part is the fast part. One of the crazy things is most people probably cut – pretty close to the same speed some people really you know nitpick and go back and like tweak yeah your cutting time is pretty similar so you're losing it in like i'm going to switch out six different burrs on the same tooth and then we go to the right tooth and do my six burrs instead of just buzzing through them and being efficient with how you're putting your tools together and everything no i mean every little every little motion 
adds up. It's like a you know the first time I did a multi-sport event, I did this quadrath, the winter quadrathlon. Maybe they'll have it this year. I lost so much time the first year I did it. I lost a ton of time in the transitions. You know, so like switching from high speed to low speed, you know, changing, my, taking my snowshoes off and putting on my skis. Like mm-hmm. I was bleeding all this time. So did you wear next, your snowshoes on your skis then? Is that uh, what you were no, saying? But no, but so the sweet. next time, I, the next time I did it, <laughs> I studied my own, my transitions and I was like, what can I do to be faster? And I cut my transitions from like 10, 15 minutes per stop to like five. And then you do that four six, eight times, whatever, I lopped like an hour and a half off my, off my time yeah. without running any faster. Cause I hate running. I biked faster and I skied faster, but I didn't run faster, but I could still cut this massive chunk of time off. And I was, you know, near a top finisher just because I got rid of all the wasted steps. Yeah. And that's, I think it's the same thing in dentistry. If you're wasting steps, if you can, if you can just cut the whole thing with one bird, just cut the whole thing with one bird. If you need to stop and change, anytime you come out of the kid's mouth, put things down and come back in, you're wasting time and you're also opening an opportunity for a behavioral challenge, right? Right. If the kid's doing good while you're cutting, the more changes you make, the more opportunity yeah. you the more risk there is that the situation falls apart on you. Well, let's I think we're an hour in. Let's wrap this thing. Um, I'd like to make fun of more of the um, Facebook posts. Well, maybe we'll just make a habit of that. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back to this one of the Odonto Pediatria, the guy who's showing off his ceramic anterior crowns, or maybe they're strip crowns. I can't really, they kind of look like strip crowns. They look, they look too bulbous um, to be ceramic. Yeah, they look like strip crowns. First of all, they're terrible. Second of all, why the hell do you treat those two why and you don't you touch the, the laterals? Other laterals? Like, I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot wrap my head around this And then this post it on, like, on social media. Look what today. I did to those two middle ones. Right. <laughs> Look and how good you, I did on these two. You're like, but you can see the why didn't you just fix it on the series in the follow-up photo? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, Chris, it took him two I hours also, to do those two, two, two teeth. That's right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, this, this one is so bad for so many reasons. I mean – First of all, it barely looks like the same kid. It is because you can see the decay on the laterals. But the frenum looks totally different because the lighting is completely changed between the two. Yeah. Um, that Anyway, the bite looks funky. The midline looks all screwed in the post-ops. The <laughs> crown shapes look bad. Um, I can't get over it. Um, we have many more gems that have come up during COVID. I'm going to finish with this picture of the Mucho – blt sandwich oh, and the other day dude i mean it's it's a sandwich where you have to like ratchet your jaw open to get the bacon in your mouth um <laughs> it's one of the true um great losses of covid has been the ability to go sit in the sandwich shop and eat that blt but you can get it to go and, and just casey re- bought it for me and i still remember it i have a warm place in my heart for that you know it was a rough day and he came through with that blt Let's remind the listeners that we still have the website, the operatory9.com. Are you sure? And then – Did it expire? We have that. We could have. What? <laughs> it's, got, it's got cobwebs that need to be cleaned up. That's right. There. And also make sure that we uh, – um, if you like us, make sure that you give us five stars on whatever platform you're using so yes. that people can – can also like oh oh we, I mean our we plan want to spread is to the word. quit clinical dentistry and just podcast. <laughs> so it, we'd like some patrons if you want to. Can I BLTs? As soon as as soon as you guys match our dental earnings, um, we're out. So <laughs> we're gonna need a little bit of patronage. It won't take much. We are also going as I was gonna say this. We are going to launch the Operatory Nine YouTube channel to go with the second season because there's we got some stuff you need to see to believe and we're going to make that we're going to make that happen the video quality yes it's going to be terrible so if you want to comment and tell us how bad it is that's fine it's part of our charm it's part of our again part of our charm again when we when we go big time we'll we'll make these changes until then this is a podcast so listen to it and if you want to look at the picture it's there um Thank you all for joining us, and we'll be back hopefully 
next week with um, episode two. Maybe I'm I'm feeling, guys. Maybe we should talk about things we found in the mouth. I like recently. that. I think so. I think so. I prefer we've come across some dip in the butt hut. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the butt hut was a total success. <laughs> total success today. Mm. It was. It was a. It was a miracle. All right. Thank you guys for listening. All right.